start the day. I love that. Ah, uh, we are in, in Acts. Let's open in prayer. Father God, I thank you. I thank you for the joy we have in worshiping you, putting our focus totally on you. And Lord, as we do that, you transform us. You transform our lives. You transform our impact in this world. Pray that you would open our hearts and minds to your word this morning. 
Guide us by your spirit. Draw us closer to you. God, encourage us. Challenge us to grow closer to you. Uh, just open your word to us. Bless these men. Bless this time. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. We are talking about Acts. We're doing the last scene in chapter 7. This is the stoning of Stephen. And it is, uh, it can be a tough scene. But the reality is it gives us a perspective on eternity versus this world. We have a picture here of what the fruit of faith really looks like. This is what our lives can be transformed into. When you look at what Stephen does, what he goes through, and how he responds, it's amazing. It's amazing. This focus on the transforming power of God that flows from a total focus and worship of God, Stephen is transformed because his focus is entirely on what God is about. It has nothing to do with what's happening to him. His circumstances are immaterial to his mind. He doesn't, he doesn't care that they are throwing rocks at him. He is focused on God. Remember? Stay on target. He was staying on target. It's an amazing picture. And I, it reminds me that it is Christ in me that is my only hope for glory. Because Stephen, by himself, would not have the power to do what he does in this, this passage. But Christ in him gives him the ability to stand firmly while he's getting rocks thrown at him and focus on heaven and say, I see Christ seated at the right hand of God. That is focus. That's the kind of focus I want to get. That's the kind of focus I, I lay before you guys as a challenge. This is how we can walk in this life, transformed by Christ in us. God's character and his spirit flowing through Stephen in action. Living the life so full of the spirit that you walk right through circumstances and temptations. Guys, we have to walk by temptations, right? Can we walk by temptations with total focus and not be distracted? We can. We can by the power of Christ, not by our own power. Over the last several days, probably a week and a half or so, we've been going through Acts chapter 7 and Stephen's speech. And we've hit on some key characteristics that God is bringing out to me through me. I just Things that hit me and I brought out to you guys, right? Uh, be who God called you to be. We are not all Stephen, but we are called to be transformative in this world. So be that. Grab hold of the, the, the role that God has given you. One thing I know, you guys are all men. God has called you, has given you the role of leader in your life with people around you. You are called to be a leader because that's who God created men to be. Leaders make decisions. 
Be who God has called you to be. Make decisions. We talked about issues of the heart. That this whole process was pointing to where is your heart? It's about where your heart is at, where your focus is at. <laughs> we also talked about stay on target, stay on target. That focus, that focus on honoring and glorifying God in everything you do. The perfect script, God has written it from the foundation of the world through the end. He wrote it before he even laid the foundation of the world. God wrote the script out and he is directing this play that we live out. We can trust him as the master reaver. He has a plan and a purpose for all the twists and turns in our lives. We run into things, we turn, we change direction, we have an idea of where we're going and suddenly things change. But God is in control of all that and he has purpose in all those things. That's the master weaver and we trust him. These are things we've learned from Stephen. Growing to know God, growing to know him, understand his character, knowing that his ways are not our ways. He sees totally different than we do. And you know, in that passage, what he's talking about is his graciousness. When he talks about that, that's a passage from Isaiah. And when God talks about that, he says, my ways are not your ways. He's saying, come to me. I will forgive you. I will show you grace. Grace is something you get that you don't deserve. God says, I will show you grace because I am not like you. My ways are not like your ways. I will not be revengeful towards you. I will open the door. I will show you grace. That is who our God is. That's what he means when he says, my ways are not your ways. You are not naturally gracious. I had someone offend me the other day. My flesh did not want to be gracious. And I had to pray. I literally praying, Lord, help me be gracious. Help me live out who you are in this instance instead of who I am, who my flesh is. We have the opportunity to grow to know him. And again, we were created to worship. And worship is that focus. Fruit of a heart totally focused on God. And finally, yesterday we were talking about signs of life. All of this coming out into your life. This is the signs of life. This is fruit of faith. Fruit of faith in God is your life transformed and you do something different than the world. And today we see Stephen doing something that is amazingly different than the world. We see Stephen full of the Holy Spirit living out the heart character of God. We see the fruit of faith in Stephen's life. So let's read Acts chapter 7, verses 55 through 60. Now he's just given his speech. They all heard these things and they got enraged and they started at him. But, in Acts chapter 7, verse 55, But he, Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing. I said that earlier, sitting, but I was wrong. It was standing at the right hand of God. Jesus was standing at the right hand of God. And he said, Behold, I see the heavens open and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. But they cried out with a loud voice and stopped their ears and rushed together at him. Then they cast him out of the city and stoned him. 
And the witnesses laid down their garments at the feet of a young man named Saul. And as they were stoning Stephen, he called out, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And falling to his knees, he cried out with a loud voice, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. That's the end of our passage. Stephen just died. That's the end of our passage. And yet we are seeing in this passage the fruit of a life totally focused on God. And this is what we are called to. Guys, as a Christian, anyone who claims to be Christian in here, this is where we're called. We're called to live a life totally focused on God. So that the circumstances we walk in, the hard times we have, even the good times we have, do not change the course of our life. Our life's course is set by our focus on Christ. <coughs> this is transformational. This is how I want to live. This is what God has called me to. This is what being transformed by God's Spirit looks like, and this is how I want to live. God has given us many examples of commitment to Him in His Bible, His Word. I think of two that jump out at me when I was thinking about this this morning. Job. We have Job. He makes a statement. I've said this to you guys before, but he is in the midst of a life trial that was difficult. You know, guys, I have been through some pretty crazy things. I've been through accidents where my car has been crushed. I've been through accidents where I was on a motorcycle. I broke my back, crushed vertebrae, shattered kneecaps, torn ligaments. You know what? Those things are trials, but they're trials that go bam, and they're done. And there's no enduring that trial. The endurance of that trial is really the recovery afterwards. But Job did not have something that happened, bam, and then he would was done. He was going through sickness that was going on and on and on and wearing him out and taking the energy out of his body. He was losing things and having to live with a loss. You know, if someone dies, I think about this sometimes. I went through a divorce, guys. A divorce is tough. If my wife had died, it would be totally different. I would have lost her but then it would be, I could move on. But in a divorce, she's still there and there's all this pain and it continues to hurt. Guys, that's how life can be. Life can be hard and it continues to hurt. And that's what Job was going through. And his, his friends were saying, well, Job, you're not good enough. You need to be better. And God wouldn't allow this to happen to you. And Job says, no, no, no. I am not perfect but I know that this is not a consequence of my sin. This is something God is doing. And then he said something that was just amazing to me. Job says, I'll read this from Job chapter 13, verse 15. Though he, though God slay me, yet will I praise him. I want to live like that, guys. And that is what living the fullness of life that Christ promised us, that is what living the fullness of life is. Totally focused on and totally reliant on and having our full faith in Him.
and not worrying about our circumstances. This is what God has called us to. There are more, th- these were more than words in Job. Job was living this, and that's why God pointed him out. This man, he said to Satan, he said, have you seen Job? He is outstanding in the world. This is God talking. This man is outstanding in the world because he lived this out. It wasn't just words. He said, though God slay me, yet will I praise him. I want to live like that. Daniel chapter 3, verse 15 through 18 You remember the three, we call it the three Hebrew children. I don't know if you guys know that, but the three guys standing before Nebuchadnezzar, the the ruler of the known world. His very whim, he could throw you, kill you, do whatever he wanted. He had absolute authority to do anything he wanted, and he was mad at them because they didn't do what he wanted. And so he had gotten a furnace, and he cranked it up, and he said, guys, either you do what I want, or I'm going to burn you. And they looked at him, the, the ruler of the known world, absolute, despot, complete authority to do anything that he wanted to them. And this is what they said. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If this be so, Nebuchadnezzar had threatened them with death. They said, eh, if this be so, Our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace. This is the God we serve. Guys, this is how I want to walk. This is how I want to live. Our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of your hand. Now that sounds like, yeah, we know we're not going to get burned, but that's not what they're saying. What they're saying is, We are looking at eternity. And no matter what you do, God is going to take us into eternity and we will be walking with him. So he will deliver us out of your hand regardless whether you burn us, whether you don't. Whatever you do is immaterial because God is in control. And we have total faith in that. Guys, this is how I want to walk. I want to walk that God is totally in control. God is doing everything with purpose in my life. He is the master weaver. He is the script writer of all of history. And he has it all under control. For our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. But if not, if he doesn't deliver us out of your hand, in this instance, be it known to you, O king, that we will not, serve your gods because we serve the almighty God. I added that part, but that's what they're saying. We are serving the real God and you serve false gods. And we're not going to waste our time with that. That's the kind of life we are called to, guys. This is living life to the full. This is the fruit of the spirit living in you. Christ in you, the hope of glory, is transforming us. The fruit of faith. It's my desire to live and die with this heart attitude. Wouldn't it be awesome to live in this world that way? Wouldn't that be the ultimate? Acts chapter 7, verse 55, going back to our passage. But he, full of the Holy Spirit. Guys, this is what we're describing. This is what it looks like when you're full of the Holy Spirit. You do things that are beyond the norm. 
and you stand firmly like a rock in the middle of the stream. It doesn't matter what the world does around you. You're going to be steadfast. The crowd is going crazy. They're about to rush in and kill him. I'm sure that it was pretty evident that they were upset with him and that they were going to kill him. Yet he doesn't waver. This is the fruit of faith. And Stephen said, Behold, this is in Acts chapter 7, verse 56, I see the heavens open and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. I see what? Hold it. There's this whole crowd about to stone you. You don't see them? You don't see these guys all around you getting ready to kill you? Hmm. No, he says, I see. I see something completely else. Hmm. Something completely other. He's not seeing his circumstances. He's not seeing the things that are challenging him in this world. He sees beyond that. Hmm. I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. I want to see like that. I want to live in this world and see like that. This is the fruit of real faith. This is not just a facade. Remember, we talk about the facade, what they call the hypocrite, the person who holds up a mask and pretends to be something they're not. In church, we can do that all the time, but we don't want to do that. We want to walk this way with faith that's transforming us and making us act and live differently than the world. They went through, uh, in the rest of the passage, they cried out with a loud voice, stopped their ears. They rushed together at him. Then they cast him out of the city and stoned him. And the witnesses laid down their garments at the feet of a young man named Saul. You know, sometimes I wonder why God had Stephen speak like this to these guys, knowing that they were going to kill him. But this statement right there points to one of the reasons. God has many reasons. I don't claim to know all of God's doing, but God, one of the reasons God had Stephen stand firm and speak this truth to these guys he was transforming Saul's heart. See, that's God's job. God does the transforming. He's the one that builds faith in us, that gives us the strength to stand like a rock in the middle of the stream. And he was transforming Saul into Paul through this action. That is life-transforming faith coming out. His faith, Stephen's faith, was impacting someone else whose faith would impact the rest of the world. Because Saul then becomes Paul and writes a majority of the New Testament, which is the word of God that is transforming this world. That's amazing stuff. God is the master weaver. Stephen, totally focused on the eternal end, looking forward to walking in the spirit with God. He was literally being stoned when he said, Lord, Jesus, receive my spirit. He's not worried about the rocks hitting him. He's looking at God, saying, I'm ready to come. This is the fruit of real faith. And falling to his knees, he cried out with a loud voice, Lord, do not hold this sin against him. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. His actions were completely different. They contrast sharply with what human nature would do. What would human nature do? Be mad at the people. Be angry, be hurt, be, be fearful. 
if somebody's, I mean, if, if you guys all got up and started throwing rocks at me, I wouldn't just stand there and say, uh, Lord, do not hold this sin against him. I certainly wouldn't do it in my flesh. That's what he was dealing with. And yet he just totally focused. He was staying on target. This is the life God has called us to. We want to live so full of his presence, his spirit, his power, that we are completely unaffected by the things and the circumstances of this world. Unaffected by temptations that surround us, unaffected by our flesh's demands and desires, and totally focused on honoring and glorifying God in everything we say and do. We get little bits of it. And guys, I appreciate our work out here. I've said this to you many times, but it's very true. Our work out here is honoring and glorifying God. We can live our entire life with that focus and that purpose, and we will be transformative. I have to wrap it up. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Dale. Thank you, Brother Marsh. Uh, this is a challenge. On the uh, those that you declare them winner, the competition to go in, it can be two person, three person. So that they can go into the world and say, I will run and become the winner. And they cannot, they cannot be only one. They, so that Kenya, the whole world will send favorite run, runner to go wrong. But you focusing on what you think you can be to be on top. This is how we as Christians have to focus. No matter the situation, no matter how thing is, I think I'm going to follow what if this person can do it, then myself can do it. On the training, you will see we have women on the training. And you are men. And women are stronger. I mean, men are stronger than women. But you find out that if you want to be on top, you say, if this woman can, can be in the military, she can run, she can hold gun, then I'm a man. I'm stronger than this, this woman. Can I drop from the training? So you press on. Just how Paul said, he pressed on. You got to press, continue pressing on. It will come. Difficulties will come. A lot of tests will come in our way. We have everybody get their weakness. They get tests that will come. It might not be, you might not be strong, but there can be something that will come in our way. You look at it and say, look, that thing that passed time, man, I, I think I'm now looking at Jesus Christ. So let me focus on him. Anybody can do it. It is written in the Bible. There is no one righteous. But in the same Bible tell you there were righteous people. Abraham was declared righteous. Job was declared righteous. When, who declared Job righteousness? Satan. Because he went and said, he's the only righteous man among your people on earth. People can work towards righteousness. You can work towards perfection. Nobody is perfect, but you can work towards it. Those people work towards it, they, 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 they claim them to be a righteous people. The three Hebrew boys, they went to war righteousness and they were righteous. Daniel, 
were righteous. People in the Bible were righteous, but though they say that, but somebody can work towards it. We can work towards perfection. You might not be hundred percent, but you can work towards it. Your 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 your, your plan to work, God will still be focused, still focus on God. So he left the other rest with him to carry on. And in the Bible, they say we will be beaten. You will be persecuted. You will be beaten. Our days, our time had not come. That was still on the time. He stood firm and challenged the, 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 he, he challenged it through God. You cannot do it by yourself. This is why you will say, let your will be done. You cannot do it by your will, but God's will can be done. And you can do the same thing. You can change. You can go. We can make it. When we focus on God. Dear, thank you very much for that lesson this morning. Thank you. Let us serve an example. It will be tough, but we have to go. Remember, our righteousness is as filthy rags. It's God granting us right. righteousness through our faith in Him. Our trust that He is the one that's in control. That's the bottom line. We are trusting Him. And when we trust Him, He declares us righteous. I need to wrap up. Um, they are just calling me to be up there. So let me close in prayer. Father, I thank you for these men. I thank you for the challenge you lay before us. Lord, I pray that you'd work in hearts, transform lives, allow us to glorify and honor you in all that we say and do today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, guys.